Hey there, everyone. Jeremy here. Really quick before we start the episode, just a few things I wanted to say quick. First, uh, it's crazy what's going on out there with the corona epidemic, and we just really hope that everyone out there is uh, just being as safe and as cautious as humanly possible. If you think you're being as clean as you can be, find a way to up your cleanliness another 10% or so. We are all in this together, and we all have to do what we can uh, to stop this from spreading. It only takes one person not doing what they need to do, so please keep washing those hands. Don't touch your face. I'm not going to sit here and preach to you. You know what uh, you've been told to do and not to do. So please just abide by those rules. If you think you're sick, please, please stay quarantined. Uh, we just wish everyone the very best. We know we have listeners all over the world, and I, I have to imagine that some of you guys have, uh, if you're not infected yourself, have people in your vicinity uh, infected. So please, again, just take care of everyone around you and yourselves. Uh, I'm bringing you another episode this week. So those of you who are in quarantine have just a little something extra to listen to this week. I know it's not much, but hey, it's better than nothing. And uh, what we're bringing you is one of our burner episodes. For our, our listeners uh, who might not know, a burner episode is an episode we record uh, when we just have some extra time on our hands and we just keep it in the bag for uh, if we have to take a week off or something. We can't be in the studio. We just grab it out and uh, put it out so you guys aren't left empty-handed. And what we have today is uh, the very, very late uh, review of Star Wars, R The Rise of Skywalker review that Jack and I did. And uh, I decided it'd be a good time to release it right now with the Blu-ray coming out uh, March 31st, and I believe it's already out digitally. Uh, they pushed it out early for people who are, again, in quarantine. So that was really cool of them to do. And uh, I guess now would be the only other time we could really post a Sky Rise of Skywalker review and have it uh, have any relevance, I believe. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, another thing really quick, I have gone and gotten a phone line for the show. So if you guys wanted to call in and leave a message, it's, we're not probably going to answer it. It's probably just going to go straight to voicemail. But if you guys wanted to call in and say, hey, what's up? Had any ideas for the show? Uh, anything for that matter, you can call us at 614-254-3332. And again, just leave that message and uh, we'll either respond to you or put your your voicemail on the show. Just anything you want to say at all. There are no restrictions. We can't wait to hear from you. We have a lot of ghost listeners out there. We can see your numbers. You're listening. We want to hear from you. So again, call that number, 614 254 33 Three, two, and let us know what you want to hear. And if we get enough responses, we'll uh, do a special episode based just on your responses. So please don't hesitate to give us a ring. Being that this is a bonus episode this week, uh, this is not going to be the third week of our residency with the band Adamera. So that's going to continue in our uh, next week's episode. So I believe that's really all I wanted to say to you guys. Again, stay safe out there. Look out for yourselves. Look out for each other and enjoy the episode. This is Mike Quinn, Nine Numb from Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. You're listening to Canned Air Podcast. Hello, everyone. 
everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And if uh, you're hearing this, this means we probably took the week off, or we couldn't record for some reason. Maybe the white death is all over the <laughs> over the ground out there, whatever it may be. This is a burner episode. And I'm excited to do this one, because this is long overdue, Long Jack. overdue, yeah. And, a um, month or over a month long. Uh, well over, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We should have done this, because with... with uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, we were on it. Mm-hmm. We were on it, especially yeah. with Last Jedi. We were there to bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, for some reason. I, I guess that's just a testament to uh, what Disney has kind of done to Star Wars, shoving it down our throat and up our ass. You know, we kind of get sick of it. So I guess that's why we didn't rush to doing our mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker review. But here we are. And, you know, Randy couldn't make it tonight. He's not feeling well, which is probably better because he, he just he refuses seen, to see the he, movie. He will but, not go see it. <laughs> you see it, Andy? Randy? Fuck that movie. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, though. He's a busy guy. He's yeah. got kids. He's got a full-time job and helping get the Torg Con uh, yeah, put together. Yeah, Busy guy. So I get it. I get it. Those are long-ass movies, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to be talking about it right here, right now. For your uh, enjoyment, and I'd say by now, I mean we're gonna still sound the spoiler alarm, but come on, you've had your time. Come on, <laughs> if you're if, if, if you're, you're a Star Wars fan worth your salt, if you're on social media, then you've already had the whole movie given to you, pretty much. I guess probably. Yeah, here, that's yeah. true. A lot of memes have been coming out. Yeah, but um, all right, well let's just jump right into it then, Jack. Where do we start? Uh, what did you think overall? What did you think of it? I loved it. Yeah, I was pretty darn pleased with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely had its problems, for sure. Um, what would you say strong points? What'd you like? Um, I think all the fan service and stuff, all the the, yeah, the comebacks cool. at the end that but, reminded you, know, you of the whole... It should have been whole that shebang. the whole time, you yeah. know? And I think, you know, Force Awakens definitely had its fan service in it, too. But, yeah, I mean, this was overcompensation to a point. <laughs> but I'm not complaining. You know, no. every bit of it was uh, awesome. It brought all of it back together, pretty much, I guess. Which, that's what it should do at the end, anyway. Yeah, they really tried to uh, just wipe Last Jedi completely out. Except for they uh, kept talking about, or they didn't keep talking about, but... Um, uh, Dominic uh, Monaghan, you know, he he had a cam- cameo in the movie. Who's he was uh, he was one of the hobbits in uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay, he uh, and he I think he was in. Oh Lost. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah he he uh, was one of the rebel people that was hanging out with Leia. He got a few quick cameos in there, but he said something like, "We ought to pull a Holdo," you know, the like, Holdo maneuver. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly. Yeah, Poe said something about that too. Like that was a one in a million. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of corny, but. Yeah, I mean, again, over-the-top fan service, but I loved every bit of it. Yeah. When Wedge showed up Oh, I was in end. my little kid mode, I think. Because I always loved, even though he had not really a big part, he was in every one of them. Yeah. And he was a big part of what was going on at the time, too. So. Sure. What were your grievances? Any? Who uh, was Mrs. Palpatine? That had the kid. yeah. That's that's kind of disturbing to think about, right? That in the the family timeline, like I don't. It went so fast that I I didn't really catch. Well, I was like, well, who who was his mom, or who was her dad? Which was of course Palpatine's son. Which right? Who the hell was he too? And just like the whole family, because he was just like your grandfather's uncle's mother was my mother, uncle father, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Okay, I get that she's a Palpatine, but that that whole explanation kind of 
went over my head. The, the more disturbing thing was to think that Palpatine just had kids, especially <laughs> more than likely, you know, after, he's uh, in the original trilogy reign. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's when it had to have been, right? I would. Yeah. 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 It would have had to. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, don't know. before he got all. I mean, it has to be one of wrinkled. those things where somebody's coming in unwilling, I would imagine. They're like, bring me someone to fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like a Monica Lewinsky him, type thing. <laughs> rather than him falling in love, he's far too self-absorbed and yeah, there's no way into himself to fall in love with anyone. Even when anything. he was younger, he was he always had to have probably been that little twisted evilness yeah. to him because that's why he was who he was. Remember the movie uh, Taken? Uh, I think there was a scene where there was uh, Liam Neeson's almost to his daughter at the end of the film, and they were on some boat or some gangster's boat i don't know what it was but there's this like great big slobby disgusting guy in a bed just yeah waiting for a girl to be He's brought like wearing to a him. fez or something like that like, yeah something <laughs> like that i can't remember but uh i just imagine it that kind of a scenario mm-hmm. you know but it's <laughs> even even thinking that palpatine still has urges yeah <laughs> it's kind of disturbing <laughs> evil kind of should leave that behind i would think but you would have thought so yeah because well, most of the time, anyone that's super evil, that's always just what their driving force is, is world domination or power. So, you know, I don't know if it's considered like official canon or not, but in the comics, they have kind of made it that Palpatine was responsible for placing Anakin in uh, Shmi, Shmi Skywalker. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe it could have been that kind of a thing mm-hmm. where he just kind of placed it with future plans to use the child. You know what I mean? This woman's sleeping. This will be my future money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this woman's sleeping. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, I've got a list here of a few things that uh, I loved and a few things that kind of upset me. Knowing when this movie was coming out that we were going to get fan service. You know, we could see in the trailer we're going to get a lot of fan service Mm -hmm. here. I was hoping R2-D2 would have a bigger role, and it just didn't happen. He was in it. He was just hanging around with Leia. Yeah, I I can't recall him really doing much at all in the whole show uh he was in the beginning like when they got that transmission right in the very beginning when it first shows the falcon pulling up and the guy like lowers the cable down into the falcon Mm -hmm. remember what i'm talking about uh he's there because he's the one that takes the transmission but after that he's just chilling back at uh, rebel base out in the woods there with leia and all them he's just an old obsolete droid he's just like last jedi was just a quick cameo Mm -hmm. um and yeah, he wasn't even in the Force uh, Awakens until the, the very end. end. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. They have BB-8 they're pushing now and stuff, but and they had to get Dio in there. Did they? <laughs> I, I like I, Dio. Don't get me he wrong. He was neat. Yeah, that, he was cool. I like how you know uh, when she went to like touch him for the first time. He's like, no, 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 thank you, no, thank you. Yeah, like backed off, um, implying that he had been abused or something before. <laughs> that they can actually. Droids can actually carry that kind of... Uh, they're not just machines. They have feelings and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? But um, he was a cool little character. And, you know, in the story, became influential. But what else? Um, one thing I loved was that this was Chewie's movie, in a sense. Yeah. His and C-3PO. I loved that they got spotlights on them. Mm-hmm. 3PO had me laughing. He was dropping lines that sounded like stuff that would have been in the original trilogy, you know? It wasn't as bad as the original trilogy when 
oh, what was he? Oh, oh, this is such a drag when he's getting his head dragged by R2 with the droid armory after his head. Oh, you're talking off the, the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, those were corny. Yeah, that, I couldn't stand him in those ones. Like when they when they landed on that <clears throat> planet where uh, Luke had been searching for that uh, Sith holocron or whatever it was, the Wayfinder. And when they get there, that festival just happens to be going on once every 42 years. Yeah. <laughs> 3PO's like, just our luck. You know, it happens only once every 40. And everyone turns and looks at him. And he just kind of turns around <laughs> awkwardly. It was so funny. Well, and, that and like when he, oh, yeah, I know. I know what it's saying, but I'm not allowed to say it. It gets my programming. Yeah. It's just that little bit of frustration that he's always offers yeah yep. yeah and i another joke that he said that uh was so funny was after his mind wipe after they got the transmission out of him um when he first comes back the first uh character he meets is that babu fink that little tiny thing that mm-hmm. rewired him and just a few minutes i don't know like maybe 30 minutes to an hour later in the film someone says we need Babu Frank in 3PO's like, oh, he's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> I had that. That had me laughing. So I enjoyed 3PO. I was glad that wasn't his end. Yeah. Because I was afraid that I was going to be it. Yeah. I don't know. A part of me kind of, it would have been more of an emotional pull. It would have left more of an impact. It was yeah. too easy how they just got back to base at the end and R2 rebooted him, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, that even that was kind of funny. He's like, I'm going off on a on a mission with Ray. And they're like, you've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Um, but then Chewie. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Finally. Where to begin with that? You know, first his, his supposed death. You know, that. that I couldn't, could not believe it when she lightning that thing and it blew up. And the, when they made you think that, that he was in it. Yeah. I mean, they, they all thought so. Yeah. And. Like a part of me was like, no way! They, how could they so unceremoniously kill him? Yeah, but um, obviously they didn't. And so when they are rescuing him, one of the first things that was so impactful was when they rush into the room. He at them, and they look at him like, "Of course we would come for you." Yeah, like he was assuming, like he was dispensable, mm-hmm. like they were just going to let him go. So his surprise there—that was—that uh, was awesome to see when Leia died. His reaction was priceless. Oh, yeah. That's when the tears started rolling for me in that one. Because the camera pans way out. But if you keep paying attention to him, he like falls to his knees and he like stretches his arms out through the grass. And he's like just looking around for like nothing. He's like in such distress. The only bad part about that is he should when Han died, he just kind of raged out a little bit. He didn't really it didn't seem like it was that impactful for him but it was a different setting he was in the middle of a battle you know what i mean well that's true stormtroopers everywhere with kylo ren but maybe i was just expecting him to berserk her out and just start tearing people <laughs> yeah. apart and destroying stuff that would have been awesome to see him just go primal what yeah, yeah. <laughs> throwing them just left and right but um that just was a tearjerker mm-hmm. and then of course of course, the medal at the end, yeah, the given to him by Maz Kanata. Uh, that was so awesome because just the look in his eyes, you could see like it meant something to him. Mm-hmm. How many years have fans bitched about why didn't Chewie get a medal? <laughs> yeah. I years. always questioned that, even when I was little. Yeah, like what is he just a, their dog then? Yeah, just because like, he's the sidekick, he doesn't get one, right? So he was there for the whole thing, he did just as much as any of them, <laughs> <Yeah. did. laughs> if not more, but um. 
it was so awesome to see that come together, see his expression. And then like, as the camera pans out the end, like he's showing it off to people yeah. and stuff. It's, <laughs> I just was so happy to see uh, a light shown on Chewie yeah. as such. I think he deserved that. When I, when we got in the car after the movie, I was still kind of choked up a little bit just because of the whole ending and stuff. And me and Misty were sitting in the car talking about it. And I almost couldn't hold it together because I was like, Chewie got his medal. And she's like, I don't know what that means. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're walking home. <laughs> Get out now. Yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely a tear-jerking moment for sure. And that was, I wonder, was that Han's medal? Uh, yeah, as far as I know been. it was, yeah. Because I, that's what Leia, when... She was holding that when she laid down to channel into yes. Kylo. Yeah, which I didn't catch that. Someone was telling me about that when yes. we were talking about it at work. So uh, that's even more impactful. You know, not only does he finally get his medal, it's also you know the medal of his best friend. Right. So even more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even seeing uh, Harrison Ford's cameo was like, damn, that knocked me on my ass. Was yeah, not I did not. Yeah, that. I had no idea. And all of a sudden, hey, kid, I was like, what? You've got to be shitting me. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, how diehard was he about not, not coming being back? In there and like, he's still I'll the only do one. the first one if you kill him finally. Yeah. I had a, a guy at work was talking. He's not he enjoys the movies. He doesn't know a lot. Like, he doesn't follow a lot of the old stories mm-hmm. and stuff, like the comics. Not that I ever read all the comics and stuff, but just knowing more of the history and stuff about everything. He's like, so I, what was that? I mean, how does Kylo Ren all of a sudden, or why can Han Solo show up as a Force ghost? I'm like, he wasn't really. It was more of just a mind thing in Kylo Ren's head is what I can yeah. understand it to be. I equate it to that scene in Man of Steel where he comes across Kevin Costner stacking rocks like in the middle of nowhere yeah. and talks to him, gives him words of inspiration. And then when he turns around, he's just gone. You yeah. Know? Just like, like, you know, somebody well enough, even if they're not there, you know what they would say kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the way I took it anyway. I yeah, never once here. took it as a force ghost. No. If he was a force ghost, he'd be blue and glowing, right? Yeah. I don't know. I thought Luke's force ghost looked kind of weird, personally. I yeah. mean, like, he, like he's, his hair is still growing, like, even as a ghost. <laughs> like, I don't know. But um, the fact that force ghosts can pick stuff up now is kind of, that was kind of weird, too. Oh, how he caught the saber yeah. game? Yeah, that was kind of corny. But, uh,. It was really corny, that whole thing with him walking slowly out of the fire with the saber. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I thought that kind of stupid of uh, Ray's character, you know, as to have flown to that island to cut herself off after finding out she's a Palpatine. Yep. You know, after she had seen what a bad idea that was for him. One cameo that I guess still kind of happened in a stupid way, but I wish would have really seen full fruition was uh, uh, Hayden Christensen. He did make a cameo? Just his his voice was oh, uh, okay. like, get up, Ray, or yeah. whatever, like in the very end when she's hearing all the voices. It was in there, but, uh, you know, it was rumored that he was actually going to be in it, and supposedly there might even be cut footage of it. I don't know. Hmm. The Abrams cut or whatever everyone's saying now. Jeez. I know. <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> Same thing with Justice League. Like, how I, could it, it really be matter. that much yeah, better? It can't be that much better. There's no way it's improving no. it that much. Give me a break. But anyway, what about you? Anything else before we move on in those fronts? Uh, was the whole Dark Ray thing really that big of a deal? What do you like, mean? As <clears> as <throat> she, I mean, she, it was just, well, I guess it was just kind of like the Luke thing where he saw the other side of himself. Mm-hmm. But I don't. 
I'm glad it that's all it was. After seeing that in the trailer, and everyone was freaking out. I'm. I knew. I mean, I already. I had a. I knew it was going to be something like that. Uh, yeah. I was like, "There's no way Disney's going to make their little princess turn bad." <laughs> There's no way. No way. That kind of brings me to another thing that I don't know how is resonating with me. I didn't mind when I saw it too much, but the more I think about it, it kind of irks me. Is at the very end. I love when she goes back to the Lars. Uh, homestead mm-hmm. that's been abandoned and she's looking around the way she buries the sabers there that's i thought that so cool mm-hmm. but uh, when you know who are you ray who and she says you know she sees luke and leia's ghost in the dust and then she says ray skywalker i don't know how i feel about that same way i was you're not a skywalker yeah when she said that i was just like what I, she should have just you know been proud of who she is knowing that you know it doesn't just because you have a name doesn't mean you're destined to do evil, you know? I'm a mononym, like Cher. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're, you know, if you had the last name Hitler, you know, <laughs> and you wanted to choose something else, I, you know, I, I guess I can see that. But I don't know. She's, she's not blood, <laughs> you know? It would probably been felt better if she said solo. Maybe, I think. Mm. It just would have, I don't know. I just would have liked to heard her say Palpatine. Like, and even what a cool message, like, that I'm surprised Disney didn't even try to jump on. Just be proud of who you are. You know, you can change who Actually, you are. Actually, yeah, be proud that's of a good thing. Good idea, yeah. Instead of running from it and just, <clears throat> oh, I'm not them. I'm this person. I'm just going to hide my real identity for the rest of my life. But again, the heroes. I mean, Palpatine in the Star Wars universe probably rings like Hitler does here. <laughs> so, I get it, I guess. Yeah, if I ever met somewhat. anyone. What's your name, Jason? Jason what? Hitler? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see, what else have we got here? Um, How'd you feel about Rose? I thought she was done eloquently this time. You know, I I would have never had a problem with her the first time. It's just what they did with her. They gave her one, a whole outfit and haircut that just looked fucking derpy as shit, man. <laughs> Those big swoopy bangs, that big fucking tan, like, Ghostbuster That's, jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? I don't understand this. Not that she needs to be... She looked really good in this movie, mm-hmm. I thought. I thought all the Rebels did. They had a very, uh, like, a 1940s pilot kind of a look to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. And like when they first introduced her in uh, Last Jedi, she was like sobbing and like had snot running out of her nose. Like, oh, God, you know, I don't, yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't a good first impression or lasting. And then she just got fucking preachy through the movie, which, you know, everyone lit her up and it's not her fault. No, it's, she's just doing a script. You want to be in Star Wars? Fuck yeah. Who would say no? Who would say no? But um, yeah, I, I thought she was done well. The only, I think, complaint I might have, which it. I guess I really still don't care about was her whole love thing with Finn. That would just got kind of swept by the wayside. I guess maybe they dated for a while and broke up. Well, and I, and I think that was just a result of bad reception from the character. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I had heard a rumor that it was in talks that at the very end of this movie, they had considered Finn and Poe kissing. No. Uh, there's nothing not that there's anything wrong with this but don't, i don't i mean we've already established that finn had interest in well that's not true i don't know i just wouldn't have i don't have a problem with the homosexuality in the star wars universe not at all no it just would have been uh 
of all it would that. have been weird maybe i don't know if it wasn't one of the main characters i guess i don't know but at the same time i don't care that's just like at the very end the big kiss from the two people in the big pile of rebels that are standing there the two women yeah. kiss yeah yeah i don't know i don't think it would have um made any difference on my impression of the characters at all i was, i love both those characters um, they always seemed close and, and super chummy anyway. I mean, I really liked how. Yeah. And I really liked how they were spatting in this movie. You know, when he's like, Finn said something about Leia would do this. And he goes, well, I'm not Leia. And he's like, yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> and walks away. Like, I just love their back and forth in this movie. Weren't they really arguing good. back? Why Why you got to talk to her? Why can't you say something when he had to tell Ray something or something like that? Weren't they going back and forth about that, too? Yeah. And that's another thing. Whatever he was going to tell her right before their supposed death, they never let that loose. They never said what it was. I had read a little after the show came out that Abrams was saying, because it was like, what was Finn trying to say to Ray? That he came out and confirmed that he wanted to tell Ray that he thinks he was force sensitive, which makes sense because towards the end of the movie, he yeah. started feeling a lot more. Yeah. Well, why would that be such a big secret? <laughs> it's such I a weird thing. Know. Yeah. To, to wait till you're dying. I think I'm like you. It's like, why are you telling me now? We could have honed this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're dead. <laughs> but yeah, because like, wasn't it? He just had a feeling that that ship was the one that had the the tower that they were looking to mm-hmm. destroy on it. But uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed Poe in this movie more so than in any of the other ones. I thought he was yeah. he was spot on like all the characters seem spot on they actually it was like they finally got everyone at the end pretty much to mm-hmm. to fit the way that they should have been the whole it's, time it's been a it's been a process of development mm-hmm. apparently you know what i mean which in the first star wars well episode four you knew who each person was mm-hmm. and by the end of the movie it was only a movie yeah. hour and a half for you to figure out like who everybody was yeah but that there was only really four people not a whole bunch of people like main main names and stars in the story. Yeah, I like that they. I mean, I understand in those prequel trilogy, the cast had to be enormous because they're telling a huge story. Yeah, you, know, you have to see how all this came to be. But uh, you know, I like there being like a core group of heroes instead of just you know a whole army of Jedi. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? I liked but, in this how everyone stayed together the whole movie. There wasn't mm-hmm. different stories branched off between everyone splitting up. They were all together the whole time. That's true. I didn't think about that. Shoot, I think all the other ones, except for episode... Well, I'm not really counting the prequels, but episode four, they were pretty much together the whole time. They made a good point on Tell Em Steve Dave that these movies had the opportunity to put Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie back in that cockpit one more time and didn't do it. Hmm. Maybe that had been too easy. Maybe it had been too much fan service. It might have been too much. I was going to say that. <laughs> but at the same, put them in like each other's vicinity at some point. You know what I mean? Get them all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least once. I don't know. Maybe it had been over the top. I don't know. All right. Well, what about the force powers getting a little fucking crazy? Where you can movies? pass stuff back and forth between each other? You know, and I know they're trying to explain why Ray is so powerful and shit 
because she's a Palpatine. Now mm-hmm. all this over-the-top stuff is supposed to make sense, but I still feel like Liberty's being taken with the fucking Force. You know, like, in, even in Force Awakens, like, being able to stop bolts, you know, laser bolts laser in bolts. the air. <laughs> it was cool to watch. Yeah, like, mind-reading minds. I don't, You know, was that something that's ever... No, I didn't like that one. When he they had her in the interrogation, because Darth Vader had been able to do that with Princess Leia in episode oh, four. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Instead, they had a droid come over and give her a shot, or try to give her a shot, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, once when that came around, I was like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things. Just like the force healing, like she stabbed him through and just healed it up. Like, all right, you cool. And then just takes off, mm-hmm. you know, healed that big beast. I did see something about that force healing. That was in episode seven when Luke got beat down by the Tusken Raiders when Obi-Wan came over and chased him away and then put his hand down on his forehead. Oh, in episode four. You yeah, mean. he could have been healing him. Or just reading it's his mind. Stretch. <laughs> could have been. Well, I was like, that, that makes sense. I guess it may have been around for a while, but still. Another thing is... Um... You know, it seemed like a big deal. If you follow the Clone Wars into Revenge of the Sith, you learn that it's that time period that Force ghosts are just starting to become knowledge and be known. You know, Qui-Gon then started speaking to Yoda, and Yoda went on a whole journey trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how how to communicate with him. And then at the end of Revenge of the Sith, it tells him, well, I figured it out and I'll teach you how to do it. Right. And now Force Ghosts are just all over the goddamn place. Yeah, Leia like, turned into one. Luke had no problem seeing Obi-Wan, had no, mm-hmm. I don't know, some of the rules with the Force Ghosts. So, <laughs> so freaking loose here. Being able to, uh, yeah, just like bridging of the minds and stuff. So. How about Palpatine's lightning when he took down the whole fleet, shooting it into the air? That shit was insane. That was over the top. Yeah, it was. I was looked like, amazing in 3D. On. <laughs> he looked awesome. Yeah, he did. He, he looked, looked awesome. Just more decrepit and old and creepy. His eyes were all whited out like they were dead eyes. Yeah, he looked... And getting wheeled around on that crane... Oh, that thing was cool. Because I was like, how the hell is he moving around? He just shows up out of nowhere. But then it was that big arm just yeah. hanging him there. I was like, oh, Jesus. It's creepy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure creepy. No, he looked sick. He looked awesome. And I just loved his uh, back and forth with Kylo at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. At last. That was so awesome. My boy. I creep. It was so snake. creepy. You can yeah. almost feel that on the inside as soon as you hear his voice. The dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities. <laughs> like and then when Kylo when he finally shows himself and Kylo like has a saber right in his face and he just sits there smiling, like not intimidated in the slightest. Yeah. Guess what can you give me? Everything. <laughs> oh, it was so <laughs> awesome. Chills all through my body. With fan service when uh Luke lifted the X Wing out of the water. Yeah. That, that was, was awesome. Cool. And yeah, I had forgotten about that moment for a split second because when they're like uh, rebel base, they're like, "We have an X-wing coming in. It's Luke Skywalker's." And they're like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Huh?" (laughs) But then I remembered. Oh wait, she has it. It was great because it was the same music from Empire Strikes Back. Was it? Ship was floating. Yeah, because I had such chills from that. I was like, "Oh my god, you're right again." Yeah, you're right. You're right. Came full circle, didn't it? 
It's amazing. It still drove after all these years sitting in, in the water. water. These <laughs> spaceships are resilient as mm-hmm. fuck, even in their worst states. What did you think about the uh, the rando light speed hopping that Poe was doing in the beginning? That shit was insane. It was that almost was cool, too insane, though. Uh, yeah, but as, as many close calls as they had, it yeah. seemed like... <laughs> yeah. I mean... It, why not? I guess if you know they can track you through light speed. What a crazy chase, right? Yeah, man, that it was kind of weird. I guess the Empire, New Order, they kind of upgraded their technology because Tie Fighters never had hyperdrives in the old ones. Oh, really? In, yeah, yeah, because they could get too far from yep, home base. Episode four, when they saw that first one flying to the the Death Star, when they flew up on, they're like, it must be a long. That's not a long range fighter. Yeah, you're right. That and playing video games when I was a kid that had specs like all the ships. Yeah. I remember it didn't have those. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot has changed. A lot of technology has advanced quite a bit in the yeah. land of advanced technology, it would seem. How about uh, the death of Palpatine? What do you think about this? How did they kill him? So he had sucked the life force from That's right. both of them and regained his full... Uh, body back, which somehow came with a full wardrobe, too, it seemed. <laughs> but um, he then threw Kylo down the pit and left her laying there for some reason. I don't know why he wouldn't have done the same with her. He didn't need her at that point. He was restored. But she got up after hearing everything, got the saber out, and was deflecting force lightning that he was shooting at her. That's right. Which seemed to be overpowering until she pulled out the second saber. Mm-hmm. And then that was enough to push it back at him. <laughs> I'm thinking, what the fuck? What? Yeah. And and so you just see, you know, obviously you see him being blown back and deteriorating kind of the same way Apocalypse did in uh, mm-hmm. Age of Apocalypse movie or X-Men Apocalypse, whatever it was called. And um, didn't he just like disintegrate at the end and. Yeah, it just and it just makes one think: Why wouldn't you just stop shooting the fucking lightning if it's coming at you? (laughs) You know. But I I came up with a theory for this because when you think back, let's think back to the confrontation with Mace Windu and Palpatine. He's shooting the lightning at him. He was doing the same thing, deflecting it back at him. That and it's fucking him up, but he's not stopping. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, Mace has him at bay. So why isn't he stopping? It's fucking him up. And to the point where he deforms himself. Um, in that same movie, later, when he and Yoda are fighting on the floating pods, he's shooting the lightning at Yoda, and Yoda's kind of catching it with the Force and starting to, like, I don't know what he's, like, building, like a Hadouken or what he's doing, <laughs> but he's, like, catching it and starting to push it back. And you see this look of worry come over Palpatine's face, but he doesn't stop. He could have stopped and, you know, quit building Yoda's Hadouken there. Mm-hmm. But he kept going, even with a look of worry on his face. All right, let's jump to uh, Return of the Jedi. At the very end, when he's electrocuting Luke, Vader picks him up and walks him over to the shaft and throws him. He's still shooting it. He's just looking up in the sky, his arms out like a fucking turtle on his back, but still shooting this lightning out, even while he falls. And I say, people are like, okay, well, he's shooting it at uh, Vader. But he's not even aiming for him. No, he just got it out. He's like stuck in the position he was when he was standing. Mm -hmm. So thinking of all this stuff, it makes me think like the force lightning thing is kind of like taking a piss. 
Like <laughs> you can't stop. It you can't stop midstream. <laughs> you know, you gotta let it go all the way out before yeah. you're done. That's the only thing that makes sense in all these instances. Why he every time he uses it, it's at his disadvantage. Yeah, it's like it's a hard thing to shut off. Yeah, yeah. So that's my theory for it. That's the only thing that's making me swallow the ending of this movie the way he died because it just seems so corny. It seems so corny. The whole time I was thinking, how are they going to win? They can't win this. They're done. <laughs> how could they possibly I think it was, win? It might have been just the last, well, it's, well, she'll just deflect it all, spit it back at him, and he won't be able to control it, and he'll blow up. And he was also in this, like, this big Sith temple that was, like, full of, like, these Sith monks, like, thousands of these monks yeah. lining the walls. Why did none of these people ever intervene or... They just, they just kind of disperse. Oh, he's dead. We better go. Yeah. Well, no, what are you going to do? I don't know. You going to get a coffee? I right. guess we can go find someone else to worship. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. But that was, I guess, that was my biggest thing. Like, that was my biggest thing was his death. I wasn't keen on it. And this is my way of swallowing that, that salty pill. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's about all I've got. What about you? How about Lando? Orlando oh yeah that was a great cameo wasn't it it was a great how he just appeared because i had was wondering like how are they gonna get him back he's just gonna show up yeah, i'll do it too just hearing him say how are you chewbacca like yeah. i <laughs> was beside myself i loved it and i was waiting for the colt 45 to come out at one point too because he still has that smoothness to him oh yeah he does yeah he does we'll but... go fight the dark side with the colt 45 <laughs> But yeah, because he said his flying days were over, but then he ended up being in the uh, Falcon. That was awesome. That was cool. One thing with that, the one chick that started running around with Finn at the end that they found on that planet that used to be a trooper too. Yes. Which, by the way, I think the First Order really only started hiring females as stormtroopers because it seemed like a lot of stormtroopers had female voices in this movie. Like when they really, I didn't even notice when they're on that. I want to say when they're on that planet. Where Poe saw his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what her name was. I went Zo- Zoe or Zori. Zori, yeah. Which I want her figure when it comes out. Yeah, she she's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when they were sweeping the area, breaking in doors and stuff, I feel like I kept hearing a lot of female voices coming out of Stormtroopers. Really? I have to pay attention. Yeah. I didn't notice. And I was like, really? There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't think there's it makes a, sense. a big deal. Yeah, it makes sense that there would be. I don't know why those female stormtroopers don't have the cosplay uniforms with the breastplates that you show. <laughs> little sexist track. Because <laughs> those are hot. But <laughs> Sexy yeah, troopers. At the end when uh, she was talking about not knowing her family or being taken for her family. And then Lando was like, "We should let's uh, go and figure that out. Now, did I hear that there was supposed to be like a Lando series? Like or is a it, TV series? Yeah, or am I just thinking of the comic series? I don't series? know that. It might have been a comic series. All right. But I think they were supposed to dive into that a little bit. And I I almost want to say that he was going to be a parent. Hmm. I'm your illegitimate father. Like like he was going to be his ac- her actual father? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was going to be found out. I guess they kind of left yeah, that out. Or they were going to allude to it more in the movie, but they cut some of it small out. Small-ass galaxy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think that's probably a better... That is kind of left it. They out. put so much emphasis on that. I was wondering after I saw, I was like, "What are they doing? A spinoff on that or what?" Because <laughs> it really seemed like they were going to do something. Yeah. Didn't it? Maybe they'll just continue it in the comics, if nothing else. But uh, who knows? One uh, Admiral Akbar's son was in the movie. If you didn't catch him, yeah, Junior. Which yeah, it was after the fact. I was like, "Oh, that's why they're calling him Junior." Yeah, yeah. 
He looked like a tadpole, didn't he? <laughs> he did. <laughs> tadpole stuffed in a suit. And I missed Nine Numb. He wasn't in it. Which he was. Sucked. Was he? He had a quick cameo. Uh, at the end, uh, one of the big ships that was going down, I believe as a result of Palpatine's Force Lightning, as it grazes like past the screen, if you look in the windows, you can see him in one of them. Was like he died. Yeah, I thought that's. I didn't read the the clickbait articles, but yeah, this hero actually died. Yeah, that sucks. He went down with that ship. Yeah, or Mike Quinn. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, it's not like even if he lived, he wouldn't reprise the character again. Right? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> Unless they do the Nine Numb series. <laughs> Unless he shows up in like that. <laughs> the uh, Obi Wan series or something like that, or that'd be obscure as shit. Wouldn't yeah. It? Let's see, he's on Tatooine somewhere. <laughs> what do you I say? know you. Oh. <laughs> You're not numb. All right, you got anything else, Jack? No, I think that's about it. Overall, good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I've watched it a few times on Cody since I've seen it in the theater, and I've had a good time with it ever since. I've been wanting to watch it, but I know Misty was getting burnt out on Star Wars <laughs> after we saw the movie, and I started... Yeah. I was feeling bad because I know she was, and I was trying to lay you were off. Laying it on bit. heavy, weren't oh, you? Oh God, yeah. That's like for Christmas. <laughs> I was all Star Wars. I got. I started watching the other movies before we went and saw the Last Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. I think I got the new Star Wars video game that I was playing that pretty heavy for a while. Oh man, you were up its ass, yeah, weren't yeah. you? <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. Went game. to the Kokomo Toy Store and got tons of Star Wars figures. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Boy, he really put her through the ringer. Mm-hmm. She was getting me all the stuff. <laughs> well, look, I got you this one. I got you this one. Look, I got you this X-Wing pilot's helmet. Come with me to the toy store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think with all that having been said, Jack, what have we got on the website? Go to candairpodcast.com where you see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media. Uh, become a patron, buy some merch, and see some of our YouTube videos. And if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. If you want to become a patron, want to show some support, and get some uh, extra content for doing so, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod, where you, for $5 a month, can become a patron and get access to the Candair Patreon pod. It posts once a month, but it's been up there over two years, so you've got you've got a couple years of uh, content waiting on you. 27 episodes, I believe, are up there. Mm-hmm. So, Jeez. And more to come. More to come. So uh, look for that. And uh, don't forget to check out our other show, What If, at What If... Uh, what if pod.com Jack is that right yes and uh, yep. or just uh, search what if series on your podcast player of choice or if you search Candair Productions you'll get both that and this show but uh, yeah on that show me Jack and our other friend Ryan Little we look at uh, twists on reality and we look at things like what if uh, weather could be controlled what if Bigfoot had been actually been discovered what if the earth were flat and uh, we talked for about 40 minutes on what the world would be like if this little twist on reality were actually so. So check that out. Um, and anything else, Jack? Uh, the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network. Oh, yeah, we are on there. Uh, I don't know how long we've been on there now by the time this episode <laughs> airs, but we definitely are. So check that out. 9 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Catch up on some old episodes. There you go. There you go. Syndication. Yeah. We are syndicated. How about that? How about that? success. 
Now we just need to get paid for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. Thanks for listening, everyone. are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where are you gonna go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.